Hello, everybody, and welcome to the premiere episode of Secondary, our new podcast where secondary students interview anyone about anything. If you have a story or opinion and would like to come on the show to talk about it, feel free to shoot us an email at secondarypodcast at gmail.com. But for now, I'm Brendan McWright, and this is Secondary. Unless you've been living under a rock for the past few months, you've undoubtedly heard of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. In our pilot episode, we're interviewing Royal Miller, a Russian immigrant and senior at Sickertown High School who has very strong feelings about the invasion. Hi. How are you? Great. <laughs> awesome. Why, why great? Why great? How, how's your name? Um, just... Pushing through my senior year of high school, just just flying by, yeah. just cruising. Awesome. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So I was born in Russia. I was adopted legally over by U.S. citizenship parents, and I have feelings about what's going on in Russia and Ukraine right now, and I am here to speak out about it. Awesome. So, so when did you leave Russia exactly? So I was adopted at seven months old. So I didn't really, re- I don't remember much about like Russia or anything like that. But I just remember just like some things about not really understanding English and just speaking at a later age because of the mother tongue of Russian. But um, I was just a baby, so I didn't really. Yeah, have much association with it. Got it. So, um, since you, you said you left at a young age, but do you still maintain relationships, like strong relationships with your family back in Russia? So I was involved in a close adoption where my parents decided to not say who they were because they didn't necessarily not necessarily because they didn't want me to be associated with them, but because they wanted to keep their own family life private, or at least that's what I'm assuming. So I don't know my birth parents, I don't know any biological siblings out in Russia, but I do have a half-brother who lives in Florida and I'm in contact with him. And I also have a great aunt and uncle that I keep in contact with that live in central Pennsylvania. Have, have you been reaching out to anybody in Russia? It can be non-familial, anybody? I personally have not. Uh, I, I do have a couple friends that are out in Russia, but I think for me personally, I don't like associating myself with war or any sort of, I, like, I guess, like, um, if it doesn't necessarily pertain to what I believe in in terms of war, I don't like as as open-minded as I am, I don't want to be open to the negative aspects of what other people may think about it. So I just kind of shut. It's funny. I kind of shut myself off from the ideas of war and just kind of push that off to the side. Got it. So do you, do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Like, should we be paying? more attention than we are right now to the war? 
I believe that we should be, I, I feel like there's a lot of attention on it and it's not necessarily that there's enough or like there's too much. I think it's just that we need people to understand that people who are against Russia aren't necessarily, some of us aren't necessarily against why Russian attack, the Russians attacked or why Putin decided to declare war, but it's the fact that it's violent acts of war that are being given orders to. Gotcha. So there's there's a um, there's been multiple alleged war crimes that the Russian military has performed in Ukraine. Um, I've heard a lot of stories personally. Have have you heard any specific stories that really stick in your mind more than any others do? Are you talking about in terms of um, just like general like just, headlines or like personal connections? Um, both. Yeah, just some something that you relate specifically to the war in Ukraine, perhaps more than other stories. Like I I know I heard a story about. Uh, a zoo in Kiev um, that is still being taken care of um, and that really stuck in my mind so just some, something like that that really is stuck in your head okay yeah so at, at, in, at the current moment there is two that pop out of my head so I do have a friend out in Russia and she, she's one of my adult friends. She's in her 40s and stuff like that. I met her through personal connections, through family hobbies. And she agrees with Putin on her on his declaration of war against Ukraine. And um, I personally don't agree with her on the violent acts of it, as she does, because she's had um, family and friends killed by Ukrainian forces on... because. What's been happening on the Russian-Ukrainian border around the Donetsk region has been happening for years. So it's nothing new, but in terms of being brought to the surface, like, a lot of people don't really know about it. So, like, I do understand the terms of, like, why violent acts might be given, but I just, like, again, like, I kind of shut myself off in terms of, like, civilian being killed just because it, just because I don't like being faced with the stress of having to understand that and then the other um, the other story this is a news headline that stuck out to me and it was actually on my friend's snap story that I initially found it um, one of the bo bombs that was put that was pretty much put upon the train station in, in Ukraine where the like 50 kids died or like where like the kids died and like a ton of different civilians that were at the train station at the time where they died as well the one bomb on the side of one of the bombs it said in Russian for the children and that really stuck out to me specifically not, necess not necessarily the fact like of course it literally said for the children so like one of the intentions was most likely for children to die but I think for me with being a Russian adoptee and just like even just an adoptee in general who was adopted as a kid like some kids like I think it's just like with me like if I was a kid that died I wouldn't have the opportunities that I have or 
kids if they and if their life is ended at a young age whatever they would have done like a kid that died at the train station could have become like what like a rocket scientist or like a biochemical engineer that found a cure for some sort of like virus like you never know what you could be ending when you do that I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back to that first story you said about um, your friend in Russia. Does do do you think most people in Russia agree with her on that stance? Do Do you know? Do you have any idea? Personally, I I I do have like at at the time when we could still like have like free open contact because Russia has shut off messaging international messaging on lots of sources by my information with Facebook being one but um I know that Russian propaganda by Putin like TV stations all TV stations that make the Russian presidency look bad or like that like talk about like international um issues against Russia or like international countries against Russia on this topic they shut all that off so now they pretty much only have like TV stations that pertain to the Russian government looking good so they have like a lot of propaganda that it's Ukraine's fault Ukraine was the one who started it now I kind of agree on that point where like Ukraine has been like in a sense pushing Russia on but it's just a thing where, like, a lot of Russians agree with each other because they've only heard the Russian propaganda rather than hearing the other worldly aspects of it that they may not understand or not understand, but they may not know of. Got it. So, so what do you think that those Russian citizens should be doing to gain more information and combat the war effort? So in terms of combating the war effort um, and just like overall just figuring out the other views of the world, um, there are, of course, like in every given situation, there's always loopholes that you can they can find their way through. So if they can find a way to, um, like through like, <laughs> I, I'm not trying to bring any ideas to for Putin to shut down again, but like VPNs, like find a VPN connected to like another country's VPN and then you can connect with people from other countries using the VPNs um, like just kind of finding ways like even with like like I, I know from like uh, other news stories like they complete like even like cell phone numbers have been completely shut off from connecting with countries outside of Russia but like just finding ways to connect with people outside of Russia whether you have friends like whether you like even if you know prior knowledge of what's going on of like what has been going on in Ukraine and Russia you it's just kind of a thing where you need to focus on the other aspects of like what Russia could be hiding or what your country could be hiding rather than focusing on the propaganda and focusing on like basically like of course you don't want to die because of the Russian government or like be killed by it but I guess in kind of like a silent revolt you need to focus on the other aspects that the propaganda could be covering um to close do you have any sort of message for Vladimir Putin and the Russian government so 
again, I'm I I will reiterate my feelings towards this. Stop the civilian violence or the violence among innocent civilians that don't have anything to do with it. They're trying to defend their country. They're trying to be independent. They're trying to live on their own. And even though, yes, the Ukrainian government has been struggling and you've been trying to take them under your, your wing because they, you don't want them to join the United Nations or NATO, um, one of the two, whichever one it was. But um, the one story when I'm talking about this that sticks out, I literally just read it last night. Um, it had it can, it was composed of photos and text about people who came back to their towns that have been blown up by Russian militia, and they were looking for their dead relatives that were either missing and not in the area where they were collected, or they were in body bags and they were trying to find their dead relatives and identify them and. With my family being from that area of the country, I don't know exactly if I have, I don't know if I have any re I, um, any relatives in Ukraine, but I know that my family, where they started sending out the troops from, um, my family is from um, west, about two hours west of Moscow. So I, I feel very empathetic for those people, especially again, like with my ancestral roots being from Eastern, Europe and I just it, it disheartens me with all the civilian rioting and violence and I just want the civilian violence to stop you can do whatever you want with the government overthrow the government but please stop the civilian violence um do you have any closing comments before we end close close shop um just um if by chance someone from Russia or Ukraine finds this podcast or finds it, this segment from somewhere on the dark web, wherever you are, um, I, I guess just stay strong. Don't listen to the Russian propaganda if you're from Russia. Um, if you're from Ukraine, find, find a way to get out. Or if you escaped Ukraine, just stay safe. And that's all we have for today. We hope you enjoyed our pilot episode. And again, if you have a story or opinion and would like to come on the show, feel free to shoot us an email at secondarypodcast at gmail.com. Just shoot us an email and we'll respond as soon as possible. But for now, I'm Brennan McWright and this is Secondary. Secondary.